I'm joined by the Brisbane Raw women's head coach, Gareth McPherson. Gareth, uh, obviously uh, a hot morning uh, with open training. It is. Brisbane turned on the heat. Um, it's it's something we've got to get used to, really, coming out of winter. So we've got afternoon kickoffs again this year. Uh, so, yeah, it's good practice. Obviously, the biggest thing, big thing in space of women's football at the moment was the success of the Women's World Cup. How do you find watching the Women's World Cup? And also, as well, are you hoping to bring some of that excitement and atmosphere to this season? I loved watching the Women's World Cup, along with the rest of the country and the rest of the world. It's, it's only going to continue to grow. It was already growing. Um, it's just going to speed up uh, the rate at which it grows. And, of course, we're Brisbane are, are known to be an exciting team that, that never gives up. That's the, the Queensland way and the Brisbane way, and that's... That's what we're setting out to do, and it's what we, we always do set out to do. Oh, that Matilda's uh, squad that were heroes during the World Cup. Mm. Obviously, no Katrina Gorey this year. She's uh, in Sweden, but yep. Tamiki Alp returns to the club. How, how big is that as far as uh, in the squad as a player, but also as well as a recognisable uh, part of that team for the fans? I, I think it's massive for the league that we've, we've seen some of the other um, players return as well. Uh, so... It's a, I think it's really good recognition of the quality of the competition itself, the Liberty A-League, that those players are wanting to play here um, and seeing it as, as a viable place to continue their careers and, and still be eligible for national team selection. Meeks is a massive recruit for us. Uh, there are so many talented, experienced Queenslanders in the Matilda squad um, that they have come through the roar and any opportunity we have to to bring them back to the club and, and work with them, um, we jump at. So Katrina, we were fortunate enough for the past two seasons to have her back back in with us as she returned to play from Harper. And we're really proud. The club should be really proud of what it did for Katrina to get her back to where she was. Um, and she's now, like a, a lot of the other professional women's footballers, is just a one-league player. That's their league. That's their competition now, very similar to the men's space. And they don't need to jump between. Um, but as, I guess it was something that Katrina was doing as part of, you know, she was a, a, a new mother and being close to her family was important to her in Australia. So coming home um, was something that was an option for her for the last two seasons. But not now. Not now. Okay. Um, we're, we're super stoked to have Meeks, Meeks return. She's an experienced campaigner. She, I love the fact that she scores goals from midfield. Um, she's competitive, she's a fighter, and she's just super professional. So it's exciting. Uh, this is your third season charge at the club. How is the preparation, I guess, the, the focus from going to this season? How's it changed from your very first season? Oh, the first season was unique. It was COVID. It was... Yes. Uh, and perhaps the uh, it was a late, I guess, a late agreement to take on the role. Um, borders were shut with COVID, so getting players around and in was, was not really an option. The Melbourne, the MPL across the country was significantly reduced. If not, I don't think Melbourne got a competition at all that year. I may have played six games. So it was a real challenge because of a rebuild. It was the same time that there were, uh, 
I think a dozen a dozen players had left, but essentially we contracted seventeen new players that season, and because of COVID and the lack of football that was going on, that was a challenge. Uh, so that was a unique, and I, I I don't think that will ever happen again. Um, and I'm I'm really proud of how I managed that process, and the support of the club was amazing during that time. Uh, to yeah to to guess start a rebuild and last year we felt I felt we probably fell short on the mark of where we could have finished we had some administrative issues that uh, cost us some points that um, mm. weren't the only yeah. club throughout the the competition and I, I I hope that the the APL along with Football Australia have tightened up some processes mm. behind the scenes to make sure communication and the rest of that is um, is clearer uh, so a little bit short of the mark. I, we had a really strong squad. Um, there were some, obviously, you, Katrina leaving, uh, Mini leaving, Kaiser leaving a little bit early, uh, three or four games to go, as well as we probably didn't get as much game time out of some players because of some injuries uh, that we would have liked to um, in big games. So the finals was something that we were really striving for last year. And with four or five games to go, we were in the mix. And... Um, yeah, we just weren't able to accelerate at the right time like some of the other other teams were, and it was Melbourne and Melbourne Victory and Canberra that ended up um, really hitting the accelerators and going for it. The the um there has been plenty of turnover with the with the squad this mm. season for for the overseas. I guess recruiting that you brought some in some players from very very unique and different um sort of backgrounds like. For example, Mia Corbin was playing in Italy, uh, yep. Lea Scarpelli in Portugal, and even uh, Jordan Sikowitz, who was uh, virtually mm-hmm. out of college. Yeah. Is this a sign that perhaps that you know, the, the, the net has been cast further as far as recruiting, or is that sort of an increase of, um, of resources, or is it just the global popularity now makes it, you know, gives that opportunity to, uh, to look in sort of places that you wouldn't have in the past? For me, so... First thing, I think there's more exposure um, and there continues to be more exposure. So we're able to see now so much more football from different parts of the world that previously we haven't been. And that's the growth in the popularity of the game you were speaking of, that the scouting platforms that we have available now contain a lot more footage for us. So these players are wonderful players. They're Mia, uh, Scarps. Um, Jordan, they're excellent players and we can now see that. Previously you wouldn't have known about them unless you actually lived in the city that they were playing in. And you saw that in the World Cup with the performances of some of the nations that no one really expected to do very well, but they were full of amazing players. And you would have only known that had you been in the country um, watching them play their domestic football. So uh, that's the first thing, um, which is great. It gives you more to pick from. And then it you, like any um, business, like any uh, team recruiting phase, is you're in competition for players and you need strategy. Um, you need a strategy that matches the club's vision and the club's context. So uh, we we had our own strategy. Um, I won't, yeah, I probably won't give it <laughs> away what it was. <laughs> okay. Uh, and we were able to find, I mean, Silkowicz is probably the exception to it. Silkowicz is a high college draft pick, very similar story to Hensley Hancock, and we saw how how well she did last year. So um, she's a weapon. She's a goalkeeper, and she needs game time. 
and uh, Kansas City and their coaching staff speak incredibly highly of her and see her as a future future international star. So that one is just through networks and the, the club um, football director has, you know, they've got good relationships with the general managers and that enables us to get a player of her calibre in. But Scarps and Mia, um, they're, they're outstanding players and it's not that... Um, no, the other clubs wouldn't have wanted them. It's that I don't know if they would have known about them. So there is still, uh, COVID is still having, I think, a lasting impact in the game. And there's a couple of years there where the American competitions, they didn't have drafts. Um, one particular, there was no draft, there was no league. So uh, you have all these amazing college grads who would have been high round draft picks that actually never got went through a draft. They went out into Italy, they went out into Costa Rica, um, and that's yeah probably a, enough about the recruitment strategy and how <laughs> we found them. Uh, but they've settled in really, really well. Uh, obviously, you've also recruited uh, within the A League as well, experienced players like mm. Jenna McCormick, uh, Chelsea Blissett, Ashley Brodigan. Yeah, how, how are those players settling in um, to this environment? They're loving it. They're absolutely loving it. They're um, Brisbane is a a lot of people say it's a small country town and it's it's just one of those places where everyone's really friendly, welcoming, uh, and the football teams here are no different. So they've, um, they've each added their own X factors to our group and they each bring something unique about them. They're all wonderful players uh, and it's been nice to see them enjoying their football and we know that when people are you know enjoying themselves and, and happy, that they perform. So I'm uh, really excited to see uh, Jen and her leadership capacity, capabilities on the pitch. Um, Ash, uh, to think she's still only, I think, 23 years old, um, is she's still got a really, really bright future in, in front of her. Um, so she's slotted in really, really well. I love her energy and uh, she's a bit of a joker. Um, within the group and it's uh, you know it's a it's a nice balance to the locker room um, and Chelsea is just she's a weapon she's a super competitor um, Brisbane is she would call Brisbane her home anyways and we're yeah it's lucky enough to be able to bring her back here but also as, uh, as well one of the hallmarks of your tenure is developing young, young talent um what, what do we expect players like Tamar Levin, uh, Holly McQueen and Kyle Stephenson who all play who you gave minutes to last yep. season? Will they are you expect them to obviously go on to that next level this season? I am. That's 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 the part and parcel of youth development is you you, you don't become a superstar or a, a um, league leader in a, in a season. It, you've you've got to, it's a journey to get there. Um, the work ethic that the three players you've just mentioned um, have shown and the persistence and resilience and, and they all want to learn. Uh, and they've they've turned up this year with a mindset, I think this year, that they really belong um, and that they're no longer happy just being the young player who has a bright future in front of them. I think they realise that their time is now. Uh, I've seen with Holly McQueen and the mindset she's rolled into preseason with is I haven't seen it before. Um, it, she should be really proud of her dedication and um, transformation across the off season. 
Uh, Tamar Levin is is a, a learner. She's um, persistent and is going to have a, a really exciting year in front of her. Uh, I'm just trying to think and keep going through the <laughs> yeah. list of names. Um, Sarah O'Donoghue is on the roster. Um, she's a this is her first season as a as a contracted player. You'll see Grace Kualamu, who at I think 15, 16. Um, you, I can't wait for the fans to see her on the field uh, because even what she's showing us in training, um, she she's got it in her. She she can go up to the next level, and where she's at at fifteen is a pretty remarkable. As well as her, I guess under seventeen Australian teammate Ruby, yeah. who we got in from Perth. So the club, the club's vision and, and its role in the landscape is developing these super these next superstars, these talents, and my role is to help them get there and set up an environment that they can grow uh, and we, you know transferring them on into Real Madrid, Barcelona and <laughs> Manchester City down the track. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, two home grounds this season as you have previously Ballymore to open the season for three mm. games and then here at Perry Park. Yep. How important is it to have a consistent home ground? And, and we all like to have yeah, yeah look we, we all like to have home. Um, whether that's finishing work and heading home and sitting down on the couch, it's a place that is yours and a place that you can be yourself. And it's nice this season to have essentially two homes. Perry Park, I think, has really felt like a, a home. Did last year. We played a, a big chunk of our, I think, second half of the season home matches here. And... Myself, personally, I love Perry Park. I used to come and watch the Strikers play in the old NSL days as a as a young person. Um, and the players really like this venue as well. And then Ballymore is a Queensland historical landmark. Uh, we haven't had a chance to get out there just yet, so we'll get a couple of sessions in out there prior to the first home match against Sydney. We're stoked to be so close to the CBD with two wonderful venues. And I know that Redcliffe um, was some people had issues, transport issues getting there, and, and that was a reason behind not attending games, but that's no longer a reason anymore. So I'm assuming, like we showed last year at Perry here, even in the heat, um, was that people turn up, they'll turn up. So yeah, look, we're looking forward to being back in Brisbane. The club has been reporting, we spoke to Zach Anson earlier, the women's memberships are up a thousand percent and the league-wide, yep. league-wide, the Liberty Pass has, has surpassed 20,000. Wow. How exciting is it for the squad to have more eyes than ever on them in the aftermath of the Women's World Cup? It's very exciting for them. I, I don't know if they know those numbers, um, but they... It won't phase them. They're not going to play any differently because there's that much exposure. And I've said in a couple of other interviews that the league for the last two years um, and last year particularly, it was a great product. It was a high-quality competition, such excitement in games, um, great players, both Australian-based and international players, that it's like it was always there, but... People maybe didn't know about it or weren't coming, but now that they've seen the World Cup because it was on free-to-wear, it was in front of their face, you couldn't avoid it. It's nice that people have recognised that we've got this great product here 
and they're going to be turning up and supporting, whether it's through membership, whether it's through coming to buy tickets at gates and coming through, coming at open training sessions like today, because the players, what they're doing on the field and the work they're putting in is it, it, it is a good product. It's a good thing to be able to go and watch with the family and uh, it's exciting for the players that they're going to have people there supporting and, and cheering them on. One final question, uh, obviously other than the Raw, mm. what other club or clubs do we need to watch out for in this uh, the A-League season coming up? I, I think everybody, post-World Cup, the fact that it was here, um, has recruited very well. The We saw last year with the competition too that anybody on their day can beat anyone. Um, so there's, I don't think there's any... Like in, there's, there wouldn't be one team that I would say that is the team to look out for. Uh, I think, and I would know um, that across the competition, everyone will be super prepared. I think it's still something that we need to look at in terms of the length of a preseason. You know, less than thirty days to to get a squad together is uh, and up to fitness. I think will pose some issues across the first two or three rounds with soft tissue injuries, but um, everyone will be prepared well. There's good players um, across all the teams. So, yeah, I, I think all of them. Anyway, uh, Gareth, thank you very much for your time this, uh, this morning. Best of luck for the uh, rest of the season. Thank you. We'll see you at the grounds. Yeah.